When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to this podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Caroline Leaf. We are talking today about tips 7 through 12 for how to think and eat yourself smart. From my book, Think and Eat Yourself Smart, and also in my online program that goes with this, 63 Days to Think and Eat Yourself Smart. So tip number 7 is about buying food. So when we buy any kind of food item, you've got to make sure it's real food. This is vital. And insofar as possible, and not a food-like product. To do this, you can shop at, at like outside the supermarket. That's what I recommend. We try and spend. You know, we, we, I know in our family we've chosen the supermarkets that we'll shop in because a lot of them bring in real food. But as far as possible, we do also buy from our local community-supported agriculture. We order. We get a weekly um, a weekly produce from there. Um, we go to farmers markets, we go to farmstead stores, and even grow some of our own vegetables and, and things like that, and herbs and so on. It's very important that you get to know the people who produce your food and ask them questions. Learn the story behind your food. I mean, it's fascinating when you, you know, when you get to know the effort that people put in and find out, you know, in that way you can find out if they're not using pesticides and if they're growing organically and how they're using their, you know, where it comes from and so on. And this is really a great way of preventing food waste and support your local businesses. So, you know, we really do vote with our fork. If we're supporting our local businesses, they're going to be producing more and we have more money to be able to give us healthy food. Buy local, organically produced foods. They support your community and, the, and your ecosystem. They reduce fossil fuel, as well as ensuring that you get food as fresh and as synthetic and chemical free as possible. Try and buy whole foods, such as wheat grains and whole produce, which then you process in your kitchen. If you eat out, try and go to establishments that serve local farm-to-table and organically produced foods. We know of, we've made, we make, as soon as we get to a town, we Google and find the restaurants that are closest to us that basically fulfill those criteria. I always travel with extra foodstuffs in my case, just in case we can't find them. And that's what we'll live in on for the time period that we're there. Find your local restaurants that fulfill these criteria in your area and use those as your take out as your food I'm eating out food places buy wild foods these are generally more nutritious and make a meal both exciting and impressive I have great um, links to where to buy you know how to get fine CSAs and buy wild food and so on in my books and online program try to avoid to, uh, purchasing too much muscle meat go for things like bone broths organ meats and other parts of the animal Buy a diverse range of food. If you try, if you try and shop seasonally, you can get things, and maybe if you buy an excess amount, you can maybe freeze them. And I give you tips on how to cook and freeze in my book as well. So that's if you buy in bulk when something is in season. Tip number eight: respect the environment. Before you purchase any food, think deeply about how the food was produced. You need to think about this because if things are grown like monoculture, for example, which is one type of crop and it in you know large stretches of land, this is actually destroying the land and requiring all kinds of chemicals to be added. And those chemicals are really bad for your brain and your body, leading to all kinds of potential for diseases and in fact pretty much will definitely affect you. 
There's a lot of research showing the correlation between monoculture, the damage to the land, and also to our health because of pesticides and things that they have to use. Before you purchase any food, think about how that food was produced. And if you, if you purchase it, ask yourself whether you're stewarding God's creation. That's a really good question to ask yourself. If we're supposed to be looking responsible for looking after the earth and the animals in the earth, well, then we should be more aware of how the food is produced. You know, just maybe for a, for a, a, a little time, go volunteer at a local farmer's market and, or a farmstead store or a CSA or just spend time talking about how food is grown with these people and find out just how, how you can understand it more deeply and what it, and the impact on the, uh, that you can have if you make good food choices on your environment and your stewardship. So think of ways that you can vote not only with your fork, which by that I mean, you know, whatever you buy is going, people are going to produce more of. So if we stop supporting the, the takeouts and junk food and we support the organic foods, well, that's going to determine what big, the big pharmaceutical, the big, um, the big agricultural companies and big food corporations will start putting into the, into the supermarkets. They'll put more organic foods. And this is happening all over the place. You'll see a great increase in organic and local sustainable real food in, in supermarkets. Tip number nine, how do we cook? Often diet books are so concerned about what you should eat that they forget to tell you how to prepare food. And this is important. I mean, for example, some vegetables are better eaten raw, like lettuce, greens, while other vegetables are better eaten cooked, such as carrots and tomatoes. So for a full list of fruits and vegetables and their preparation, I normally use um, Eating on the Wild Side by Joe Robinson. And I do have that reference in my book, Think and Eat Yourself Smart, and in my online program. A couple more points here. Um, eat your produce with a type of fat in order to absorb the fat-soluble nutrients. And then also there's a lot of things to think about when you're cooking in terms of nutrient loss. You need to think about heat, duration of cooking time, the amount of water, the amount of fat in the food, direct or indirect sources of heat. All this kind of thing is going to affect how much nutritional value you get out of your food. So you shouldn't just dive in and cook. You should really find out the different ways of cooking. And I have this in detail in chapter 20 of my book, Think and Eat Yourself Smart, with lots of references and resources and links, including on my, my online program, 63 Days to Think and Eat Yourself Smart. Uh, it's great to cook vegetables in a soup or sous vide in silicon bags. Um, for meat, steaming a sous vide method and cooking in soups, stews and broths is great. Acids such as vinegar and lemon juice also, reduce, sorry, also reduce the risk of unwanted cooking side effects because there are side effects to cooking. So when you add acids such as vinegar and lemon juice, you can reduce that. In terms of nuts, beans, seeds, grains, soaking and sprouting may be a better option than regular whole grains, both in terms of digestion and nutrient content. Always, always avoid artificial additive seasoning and preservatives when cooking. You can, you can get nice, you can grow your own fresh herbs or you can get them in the shops. Do not wash your meat. This can spread germs. There's a ton more tips in this book, chapter 20, Think and Eat Yourself Smart. Tip number 10, how to eat. Now that may sound so funny, but really our fast-paced modern lifestyles have produced the mindset of I'm too busy to sit down and to a home-cooked meal. So people are really like eating on the go, eating in the car, standing up and shoving it down and food is not going to be digested properly like that. If you're too busy, don't eat. Wait until you're calm and can sit down and eat a meal properly at a table, sitting down with lights not too bright. Isn't that interesting? If the lights too bright, we eat more. F too bright, we'll eat more food. Um, so we need to we need to be careful that also that we're not sitting there on our technology while we're eating. It's you know the way technology is not so easy to eat and you know focus on our technology. But let's not do that because it's not good for your digestion, your brain, and your body. I discussed that extensively in this book as well. Think and eat yourself smart. 
So eat less from a box and less in front of a box. Avoid TV, reading or listening to the radio while eating so that you can focus. Focusing on your food, eating with loved ones and friends as far as possible and taking your time to enjoy the process will help you get the best out of your food. Tip number 11, sleep, schedules and digestion. I did a whole podcast on sleep and the impact on digestion and it's extremely important that we don't overlook that the brain and the gut are connected in many things including sleep and schedules. The way you sleep and the way you run your life is going to affect how your hormones in your brain work that control digestion and how much food you should eat. There's a direct correlation between how we are how we are running our busyness and how we are sleeping and on obesity, weight gain and bodily health. Tip number 12. Exercise. Eat less and move more. Logic. We all know that. But are we doing this? We've heard this over and over again. So not only does exercise make our blood circulate more efficiently through our bodies, bringing the chemicals of life to the cells and taking out the debris of metabolism. When you metabolize, you get debris, you get toxic waste, you need to get that out of your body. But it can also improve all areas of cognitive function, including thinking, learning and memory, especially with age. One of the great tips that I love about exercise as well is that it stimulates your brain to grow more brain cells. So it helps with neuroplasticity, neuro meaning brain, plastic meaning to change. So your brain becomes more flexible, more adaptable, your thinking improves, it prevents depression, Um, it it can facilitate the healing of mind issues where you feel down in the dumps and you feel anxious and worried. You get a release of all kinds of amazing chemicals and neurochemicals in your brain. I mean, there's just endless benefits to exercise. We really do need to incorporate that in our life and you don't need to do tons of exercise just a five minutes a day you can start with and then you can move forward from there one of the things that I consciously make it make an effort to do is that if I'm walking around my house I have lots of stairs in my house I always run up the stairs I always park as far away from the shops as possible to walk so you can there's all kinds of tips in my book chapter 20 think and eat yourself smart on how to increase exercise in your diet thank you for joining me this is Dr. Caroline Lee 